He knows when you're on the can. He'll hunt you down and blast your ass from here to Pakistan. Oh. You better not breathe. You better not move. You better off dead. I'm telling you, dude. Santa Claus is gunning you down. Yeah! yeah. Merry Xmas, everyone. Hello, my lovely bears. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Bear Pile Episode 13. And as always, I am your Mama Bear the Yeti, dispensing the holiday cheer with joy. And joining me as ever he is, is the lovely, the talented Jonathan Moore. Say hi, Jonathan. Ahoy hoy! And we have with us this week, Ross. Say hi, Ross. Hello, everybody. And we have Grizz with us this week. Say hi, Grizz. Hello! So this week, as you can tell from our opening, we are discussing the holidays. Ho, ho, ho. That's uh, what they called me last night, anyway. Well, they, that's what they called you all the time. That's <laughs> true. Just not as many men as three. That's true. The three wise bears. Yeah. So, basically what we're going to be discussing this week is just what holidays you celebrate, what traditions you have, what things you remember from childhood, funky stuff like that. So, uh, Jonathan, why don't we start with you? Tell me what you celebrate and what what's your favorite tradition from it. Well, um, as I'm sure you can tell, you know, Kwanzaa is my favorite holiday. You're going to get us uh, in trouble. I swear to Christ. Don't forget, there's a black eye here. Oh, even better. Um, <laughs> no, um, I, 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 was, I was born kind of interfaith. My mother's Jewish. My father's Southern Baptist. You know, that's quite a pair. And uh, so I grew up with Christmas and Hanukkah, or as the OC called it, Chrismica. You know, Christmaka is like eight days of presents followed by one day of lots of presents. So it's really the best of both worlds because you have family members who you get, you get, you know, you get gifts all around. And I remember though, I remember my, my mother told me when she was a kid, they were trying really hard to assimilate. And so they would have things like they would have a Christmas tree, but they would call it a Hanukkah bush. And they would also sometimes fill your body with synthetic replicas of human organs and fly around in a cubicle ship. What? I was making a start. This is your area of expertise. I'm making Star Trek references. Are you his parents the Borg? Well, because they, they were trying to assimilate. Oh. I can't believe you didn't get that. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're, you're supposed you're... to be the Star Trek nerd. I am the Star Trek nerd, but I wasn't thinking about that. I'm thinking assimilation as in becoming one with a with a culture, culture that is not your own, which I guess is what the Borg do, only they force it instead of... Can I ask a question, John? 
Mm-hmm. Did your mother, it was your mother, right? Yeah. Their families uh, consider changing their name when they came to America? They actually did. They were actually came to America. I, I actually found this out because I was doing some research. They came to America, um, at least on my mother's mother's side. Um, actually, I think on my fa- mother's father's side, too. My mother's mother's name was originally Witsky, W-I-T-S-K-Y, and they changed it to Wit, W-I-T-T-E. This and explanation then, uh, is making my eyes cross. Yes, and then... And then uh, my mother's then my brother's, sister's cousin's uncle's best friend's roommate. <laughs> you know what? It's not that hard. You have two grandparents on each side, so... And then my mother's father was Goodman, and I'm pretty sure it was originally Goodman. So, yeah. Herr Goodman. Yeah, that's is good. They're good. Okay, well that's funky fresh. Um, Ross, what about you? What holiday, what holiday do you celebrate, and what is your favorite tradition? Um, as an adult, I celebrate Yule. Um, I'm, I'm pagan. Uh, growing up, I was raised Episcopalian, so we did the Christmas thing. And even to today, I still have a Christmas tree, an artificial one, and I bring it out every December. I put all the decorations on it, and um, my favorite tradition, uh, honestly, it probably is. it probably is those Christmas tree ornaments. I have a... I have a portion of the Christmas tree ornaments that my family had since I was born. We added to them over the years. My brothers and I would get new ones every year, one or two here and there. And some of them are some of them are quite old, and some of them are really kitschy. There's a lot of fancy feast Christmas ornaments in there. Um, but yeah, um, that probably my favorite thing as far as, like, tradition would be when I put the tree up and put the ornaments on. Okay, that's, uh... Excelente. What about you, Grizz? Well, at least, uh, religiously, I'm a diehard anti-theist, humanist, secularist. (laughs) You know? So, like, in the holidays... (laughs) So, like, to me, I don't think Christmas... Or the, or the holidays, or however you want to call it, has been a religious holiday for about 50 years. Like It's become a completely secularized celebration of family and food and fellowship. And, yeah, that's how I look at it. And onomatopoeia, excuse me, alliteration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the fellowship of the, of the barbecue wings. So, exactly. So, like, for me, if you ask me what I celebrate, the two things I celebrate the holiday... Newton's birthday, which is December 25th, and Axial Tilt. Axial Tilt. It really is the reason for the season. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and <clears throat> for me, I don't get into all the, the holiday, traditional holiday stuff. I mean, I'm a chef, so I get enlisted to cook for everybody, but mm-hmm. that's about the extent of my participation. Yeah. And so. Yeah. So, so Grizz, I do have to ask you, as a, as an African American person, what is your opinion of the whole Kwanzaa thing? Could you have put that I, more offensively? <laughs> what? 
<laughs> I was trying to I was trying to put it as like diplomatically I like you, your your said, voice like, was like dripping with derision when you were just like no, the Kwanzaa no, thing. I, <laughs> no, I, I could have said I I love you, Grizz. I know, I I know you heifer. Um, <laughs> the answer to that question is that I don't view it to me all holiday all Christmas holidays are made up. It's all equally bullshit. So I view it the same way I view like I always what one of the things I find the funniest in American culture is that people laugh at Mormonism and Scientology and I'm sitting here going, How is that different than your bullshit? So it, it to me it's the same as, as viewing it as like no, this is totally I'm totally okay with this because it's equally as it's the exact same thing as all the rest. It's just it's equally artificial. So yeah. well, I mean they admit it's artificial. Some guy just made it up fifty years ago. Right. So, so it, it, it's 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 all artificial to me. So mm-hmm. have at it. Like mm-hmm. make Make yourself yeah. if it makes you even for one day out of the year or uh, fucking uh, however many parts on the menorah Kwanzaa has. <laughs> I think Kwanzaa has like it has either like eight or nine. I can't remember. It has se- it has seven. Seven. Okay. Oh, that's right. I, wasn't, we were in the I ballpark. Watched, I watched the documentary "The Black Candle" with Maya Angelou. I learned all about Kwanzaa. The, the Futurama Kwanzaa song is one of the best things ever. <laughs> the the book Kwanzaa, what the hell is it? <laughs> no, no, it's 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 literally like Kwanzaa bot shows up there. Uh, Hermes and his wife invite everybody over to have a Kwanzaa dinner, and then Kwanzaa bot shows up and sings a song that literally breaks down every single day of Kwanzaa. Yes, and it's amazing. But yeah. So for me, if, if if Kwanzaa makes people, for whatever amount of days, be nicer to everyone else, I'll fucking mm-hmm. support it. So for for my traditions, I celebrate, like Chris was saying, the kind of secularized version of Christmas that sort of has become synonymous with America, and um, I've also started celebrating Yule, mm-hmm. the pagan holiday. So that. Uh, it's been pretty nice. Although for an Irish pagan, there's not really too much to do. <laughs> if I'm a druid, I would have a lot more to do for Yule, but I'm not. So, like, I just sort of am like, yay, Actually, Yule. guys, I actually do note the solstice. Mm-hmm. Because for me, it's an it's a, it's a astrological holiday. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, we just hit this point in our fucking rotation around the time. Let's celebrate... Mm-hmm. And it affects the, you know, how things work terrestrially, yeah. you know, with plants and animals and, and how we eat as, as animals, you know. It's important, so let me acknowledge the solstice for that, but it's not like I'm celebrating you. Yeah. Well, that's sort of that's sort of like what all of those holidays were in, in agrarian societies. That's what all those holidays were meant to be. Right. Was just just turning points of the year because it marked harvest days or the end of the harvest and the beginning of the planting stuff like that. Yeah, I, I think I think the you know anything enough time and people will turn it into some kind of a religion. Yeah, basically that's how uh, usually it works. But um, so Christmas, let's let's 
say Christmas for the for the time being, but most of the holidays are um, sort of generally acknowledged to be a little bit more for children than say for adults. So, uh, how do you think that uh, you experience the holidays differently as a child than you did as an adult, uh, Ross? Why don't we start with you? Um, my family was not well to do, but we looked after each other, and I, my family, as it were, was uh, my my mom, my brothers, but then my grandparents and my great aunt and my great uncle. So, like when I was a kid, looking back. Wow, I got so much every year for Christmas. It was, it was, it was honestly, you know, it was, if, if I had any concept at the time, I would have been like, the fuck? Um, but, you know, it, it's a thing. Like, nowadays, I get socks and underwear, and it's like getting a fucking pony. Um, but, you know... When you're a kid, Christmas is it comes and there is there is a bit there is a big usually a big focus on the presents. It isn't until you get a little older that you become more aware of there's more to the winter holidays than just that. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's, there's there's so much more and not just the giving and the receiving. It's it's everything else that goes with it. The whole at some point you do realize this is a time of year when you should, you know, people are sort of expected to be nice and good to each other. And you should probably do that now and maybe think about doing that all the time. Yeah, that makes sense. You just think that as a child, it just sort of revolves around the presence and there wasn't any sort of emotional response. No, no, they're, they're, well, my family, um, my family, the emotional response was, slightly bittersweet due to having deceased relatives um some who passed well before their time so to speak so you know there was there was always that bit there but most of the time when you're a kid it's it's christmas there's presents to be had and hopefully i get what i asked for and holy shit i don't have to go to school yeah i really hate when deceased relatives show up for christmas (laughs) <laughs> it's all brains and smells. It just makes yeah. it's, it's really awkward when, when you know, when a great uncle Larry leaves his you know stank on the couch because he's been rotting. The monkey's paw. The monkey's paw is never a good gift idea. Yeah, yeah. it's the keep. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Oh my <laughs> god, that would be the greatest. Like, like. Hey, I sold my soul to get you this monkey paw. Oh my god, I got this monkey paw to get you your soul back. <laughs> okay, so we're done, done. On to the next one. Uh, Grizz, what about you? How do you see, how did you see Christmas differently as a kid? Well, for me, like, as a kid, honestly, I, w- I was actually thinking about this recently. Uh, someone, someone had basically mentioned, like, so what's your first memory? And... I thought long and hard about it, and my first memory is of Christmas. And being young, and, and my 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 grandmother was there, and my granddad was there, my uncle were there, you know, and, and, and all of them are dead. And, like, uh, I just remember specifically one toy 
that I got at that Christmas. And, like, I remember the toy so vividly. It was... I'm dating myself. This would have been, like, 1981. And uh, it was one of those old toys that had uh it was like a, a roller coaster track but it had a metal wire through it that went you know once you plugged it in and gave it some electricity it made it an electromagnet so you would take like characters from cartoons and put it on it and it would move up the wire and then do all crazy shit on the roller coaster track i remember those and i had a disney one and they got it for me and like that the the memory of of getting that on christmas with that group of people is so intense for me. It's it's what I consider my first. Uh, but for me now, it's a day of work. Like I like I'm getting up early. I'm I'm gonna this Christmas to me these days is. Damn it! I'm gonna have to get up early. I get up early. I go and I start cooking brunch. I make some food for brunch to take over to my aunt and uncles. Uh, that gets shipped over. Then I follow later. And I show up at my aunt and uncles, probably getting drunk, and hang out and have brunch. And it's usually a great time. Then I come home, and I immediately start working on dinner for the evening. Then everyone comes to our house, and we have dinner. So for me, it's, it's a day of... Sheffery, while everybody has the day off. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, like, the guy who's the chef should not be the one who has to cook on the holiday. That should be, like, your present. You don't have to cook. You know that's not going <laughs> to be the case, though. If you've ever had a family, you know that's never going to be the case. Right, it's like, literally, literally, I have I have parts of my family who come over, and are like, so, what we eat? And I'm like, Really? <laughs> yeah, but like, there's ham in the fridge. Make sandwich. <laughs> but but the thing is, I love my craft so much. I do it. <laughs> and I mean, a lot of a lot of the foods that we always had year to year in my family for Christmas, we still have those. And for me, that is also a tradition unto itself. Um, you know, um, like carrot and turnip. I mean. Most people don't oh. know what carrot and turnip is, and it is delicious. Or the fact that... Uh, oh my God. Are you eating Christmas dinner in, like, a Russian, like, poverty-stricken field? Um, uh, in, uh, I'm, of, I'm of somewhat English and Irish distraction. Carrot and turnip is a thing. So I just you mean hear extraction? Like from no, like distraction? The old country. This is carrot well, the, and turnip from old country. It's good for you. It actually is, and it's actually really delicious. Um, but the other thing is always, like, there would always have to be extra cans of cranberry sauce bought just oh. for me. <sighs> just for me, because I would otherwise eat all of the cranberry sauce, and nobody as, else would have any. As a culinarian, you're murdering my soul right now. As an Irishman, <laughs> you're murdering my soul right now. Anyway. No, Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner are basically the same thing. Oh, I don't know who. Oh, some, who, some people who, have ham. Some people have ham for Christmas, though. Yeah, we have um, Thanksgiving. We have turkey. We have traditional Thanksgiving stuff. For Christmas, we have because my grandmother makes it, so we have Italian Christmas, yeah. which is um, oh it's, my god! It's we have ham. Um, we have ham, turkey, mashed potatoes, rolls, antipasta, 
uh, spaghetti and meatballs, ravioli. Um, I believe oh. that there's hot sausage and peppers. Mm. So it's and this is not including the salads, the pre-dinner antipast, and then like the desserts, and all the ridiculous other shit that, that we have. Um, excuse me, I'll be in my bunk. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's it's it helps to have a grandmother from Italy. No, like and- I want to go to Italy because I want to learn. I, I, I just want to go to Italy and like learn cooking. Mm-hmm. I'm awesome at my craft. I think Ross and John can attest from the pictures they may have seen of my mm-hmm. craft. Yep. <laughs> but I, by the way. By the way, Danny Danny called me a dirty Jew for mentioning harem. Aww, um, that's so sweet. But but he fails to realize we're also talking about Christmas, so that makes me a double dirty Jew. Wait, aren't Jews not allowed to eat ham? No, it's pork. It's pork, yeah. So I'm confused. I'm really confused about what the reference is here. Other than being wildly offensive to any Jewish listeners that might be out there. I, I'm, a, I'm a bad Jew for eating for eating ham. Oh well, that's different than being like, because what you said is like a like a, it sounds like something coming out of the Nazi Youth Handbook. Oh my god! All right, let's let's make let's make a Christmas rule here. Uh, no more unsavory, ethnic. like ethnic references, Jonathan. Hey, um, I I'm Jewish. I'm allowed to make fun of Jews. Um. Listen, I'd, I'd still like to have a listener when we're done with this. I would still like to have at least one listener when we're done with this. Then one last thing. Uh, one last thing of a very savory nature. My own family, the stuffing is, the stuffing is not, you know, it's, it's, it's basically made by hand-ish. But my mother's my mother's family is predominantly Portuguese, so there is linguiça in that stuffing. There is no question about that. Is that like a sort of pudding or a no linguiça? Linguiça is a no. That 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 that's lagosh. Oh wait, no, no, no. It's that, no. That's langostina. You're talking about the Portuguese sausage, right? Yeah, linguiça. Linguiça is a type of smoked sausage that is typical of Portuguese cuisine, Portugal, Brazil, etc. God damn it's it. really good. Anyway, so back to the original topic at hand. Um, Jonathan, why don't you tell us about how childhood was as a child as opposed to it is in the modern days? Well, I remember, I mean, for a while after my dad died, it was just me and my mom. I remember one year going... We went to the place where they... Because my mom was very poor by herself because... She was disabled, so we were basically just living off of disability. And we, I remember one year we went to Toys for Tots. And that's where I got my Christmas toys. And I remember someone in the church... I remember someone in the church donated a used encyclopedia for us for Christmas. And I remember that was amazing because... I still have it, too. Um, and, it, and I remember I read the whole thing, you know, cover to cover. So... Oh wow, that that this just went to like Kremlins. <laughs> this, this is like this is like the Tiny Tim area. Like I, I could I could like it's like we're talking about Christmas, not flowers in the attic. Yeah, 
Like I could I could hear like the gremlins dialogue about the girl whose dad got stuck up a chimney. Like in the background. <laughs> no. But anyway, um, Well it's 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 Christmas and this time of year the majority of people can't help but, you know, contemplate such things that are not of the happiest of natures. Don't it's they why know it's, not... it's Christmas time at all. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it is a happy holiday, a series of happy holidays this time of year, but it's usually also at least somewhat bittersweet for most people. But, but then for me, you know, as an adult, um, I mean, I'm, I'm also secular humanist, you know, not religious at all. So it hasn't had like a ton of meaning other than, you know, cultural tradition, obviously for me. So, but I, I mean, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm kind of proud of my, my Jewish heritage. So. You know, I honestly would rather celebrate Hanukkah than actually Christmas, mm -hmm. just because you know I I find, you know, e even though even though I'm half Jewish, we we tended to observe the Christian side as a child more. So, um, but they have latkes and gelt. No, I love latkes. In fact, I'm gonna make it, it's actually Hanukkah right now. I, know. I don't know when coming out, but um, well, this um, this is gonna be coming out on Christmas Day. Okay, well, actually, the last day of Hanukkah. The best latkes I ever made were cornbread, sauerkraut. It was a Reuben latke. Mm, I don't good. know about how I feel about that. Uh, um, um, yeah, but, I, like, as, as an adult, it's just different. But, uh, man, my boyfriend's mother loves Christmas. Like, she's made us, like, wear Santa hats and take selfies and, like, mm. I don't know how I feel about that level of Christmas love she, either. She, yeah. she she's like super decorate, wears the awful sweaters and and uh, and everything. She has like Christmas china and Christmas glasses and and like every inch of the house is covered in Christmas crap. And mm -hmm. she's sweet, but she gets very enthusiastic. Um, you should totally give her chocolate coins this year. You should go out in the next couple of days and buy a bunch of chocolate coins to give her. You need to give her some there's, guilt. There's never enough chocolate coins, yes. no. Well, I'm sure she'd love it. She, you know, she'd probably start decorating with menorahs mm -hmm. and dreidels. Uh, yeah. So, Actually, I went out. Ooh. A miracle here. Yes. Technically, it's a Hanukkah. Um, a menorah is the normal seven-branched uh, candelabra for, that's used uh, at the Shabbat service. Um, a, a Hanukkah is the special nine-branched one used for Hanukkah. Mm -hmm. See, after after seeing the trailer for The Force Awakens, I want to make a lightsaber that's a menorah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, menorah. Menorah technically in Hebrew just means lamp. Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't that what the that's no, what the that, festival is to celebrate, wasn't it? Like after, yeah. after the destruction of the temple, yes. the and the oil, the it oil, nine days, nine days did the oil last? Eight days, eight days, eight days. Sorry, eight days. I learned that was, from the Rugrats. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I mean that, that was that goes back to you know me saying about what the what the letters on the dreidel actually me as a sentence a miracle happened here yep yeah they also are yiddish words like in the dreidel game yeah it's yeah like, it's like it's like all pass spin again <laughs> all i know all yeah. the only word i know on the dreidel is gemel 
Because that's that's that what's G. That's the letter G. And it, it means uh. that you get chocolate. <laughs> well, the, well, the the names of the letters like Gimel is actually the name of the letter, mm-hmm. not the word. It, they have names just like in Greek. No, all I know is that Gimel means get chocolate, eat it, have fun. I'm yeah. yeah, it stands for the Yiddish word "gons," which means all. So that means you get all the chocolate. Mm-hmm. I have a, uh, a Jewish aunt, and she taught us how to use the dreidel one Christmas. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Listen, listen here. Shh, 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 shh. Just let it happen. There's a moratorium on Band-Aid and Wham. <laughs> Not in this podcast. <laughs> Oh, Not in real time. That's awesome. <laughs> so I'm trying to I'm trying to put into perspective because I was a '90s child, if I haven't mentioned <laughs> that already in our in our many podcasts. Thanks for making me feel old. I'm sorry. So <laughs> growing up, we had the J.C. Penney's catalog, and I think my, oh. we would just my mom would just like throw it at us at like the beginning of November, and we would just pick out everything we wanted. And I, as a kid, like, I was unstoppable on Christmas morning. Um, like, I woke up with the sun. And I would literally not be able to sleep until everybody was up. Like, I I can vividly remember I was that kid who just, like, every hour would go and knock on my parents' door. And just be like, is it Christmas yet? Is it Christmas now? What about now? I would wake my sister up, and she would come and wait with me at the top of the stairs, because we weren't allowed to go downstairs and look. Even though I did it all the time. Because I was a cheating bastard. And I loved it. I did it on Easter, because they would hide the Easter eggs like the night before, so I'd sneak downstairs and find out where all of them were. But that's a different story. Um, so, question. Um, I have a question for you all. Mm-hmm. Um... Did any of you ever believe in Santa, and how did you find out that he wasn't real? I believed in Santa for five years, and then I found out he wasn't real because I realized that Santa was writing in my mother's handwriting. (laughs) Ross is all like, wait, he's not real? (laughs) No, no. Uh, like, like, Like the majority of us and the majority of the listeners... I, I believed in Santa, Santa for quite a long time when I was little. I don't remember exactly when I had the realization that, you know, it wasn't actually St. Nicholas that was bringing the presents. Um, it, it happens at some point, you know. You, you, as a kid, you, you, you start growing up and then you realize, um, yeah, this, is, uh, uh, this, this does not follow. Oh, St. Nicholas, you hilarious, also fictional man. By the way, he wasn't European, he was Turkish. He didn't exist at all, so... No, there is an actual historical basis for a St. Nicholas. Well, there was a a folk tale about a Nikolai who delivered presents, but... No, 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 no. No, he's real person. There was a guy in Turkey who was the fundamental basis... For all the St. Nicholas stories. And it was not magical. Who, who brought gifts to children. Mm-hmm. Then it was appropriated by people in Europe. 
from Turkey when the Ottoman Empire ruled Turkey. It mm. then migrated into Eastern Europe where it became a story about St. Nicholas and then moved, migrated up until the Scandinavia area. The problem with that is that... Snowbound area. The problem with that is that Sinterklaas predates Christianity. Oh, well, well, definitely there, there's a lot of syncretism in there for sure. So, but, uh, does, so does Turkey. Yeah, I understand that, but... Well, well, the- the thing, the thing is, 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 is Saint Nicholas. There were a lot of, there were a lot of things that came together, mm-hmm. and went into the legend. I mean, the, the name Saint Nicholas though comes from the saint, um, as Danny like just pointed out to me. He was well known for punching heretics in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, a lot of his legend comes from other pre-Christian sources, definitely. The problem with this idea is that the Roman Catholic Church canonized rumors more often than they canonized actual people. That's true. They did. Oh, they canonized the. They canonized the Buddha at one point. So. So. so and, and you're totally right about that. But this this story does stem from an actual person. Well, I, I don't. I don't doubt that there was someone in the Ottoman Empire who was handing out presents, but it was probably blown out of proportion and was a folk legend, and was passed along and got picked up by some Christians when the Ottoman Empire fell, and they used that as their justification for appropriating Sinterklaas so that they could take over the Scandinavian cultures. Right, right. That's, that is all true. But at its core, it still points to, hey, this 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 whole meme has mm-hmm. been transmitted based off of the actions of someone who actually existed. Yes, but the idea of St. Nicholas is a fictionalized creature. And I don't think... What, you know, that that's honestly, in my opinion, neither here nor there because it's the concept that has grown from that. It's There was a man, and he was a good and kind man, and he gave things to children and people who did not have things. Mm-hmm. Why is it Christmas at all? But that was sort yeah. of that was sort of like the spirit. That was that was the idea yeah. of the whole holiday. No. Even yeah, his, and, the, even when it was appropriated into Europe, there was mm-hmm. someone who took up the mantle and did that. Well, that was that was uh, that was the point of most of the holidays, the Germanic holiday and the Celtic holiday that Christmas takes most of its keys from. That was the whole point of it was to go around, and you get that's where the Yule log comes from. It was customary to give someone a log so that everyone would have enough fire for the holiday. Yeah, so basically all the all the pagan traditions that we have are all based around. Um, basically keeping faith with all the families in your area so you would do acts of goodwill. Right. Don't get me wrong. I'm well aware that almost every single thing that we consider a Christmas tradition Mm -hmm. is based off of the Catholic Church trying to appropriate paganism throughout the various cultures of Europe to then assimilate them into the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking right now at the Wikipedia article on, on, on Santa Claus, and there's a section about St. Nicholas of Myra. He was a 4th century, actually he was Greek, who lived in, in Turkey, a Byzantine, basically. And then and then the next section is about Germanic paganism, Odin, and Christianization. So, you're all right, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the whole idea of St. Saint, Saint Nicholas is, is a fabricated one. That's, so... Yeah. All and the don't record. Forget a, lo- a lot of the mo- a lot of the modern ideas mm-hmm. come from the ne- from nineteenth century 
Coca-Cola ads. Yeah, so, a lot of a lot of what we know as center class looks like is basically from Coca-Cola. Like yeah. up until up until what was it? Maybe the twenties. Santa was portrayed as an elf. Mm-hmm. Well, in the original um, Germanic myth, he is supposed to go around as an old man clad in black with a wide-brimmed hat. Yes. Because he was yeah. supposed to be the uh, incarnation of Odin oh, as Odin. Wanderer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just why I love... Oh, go, God, what's the name of that movie? It's Something Goods. American yeah. Gods? No, Something was... Goods. It, it was a movie about these guys that were basically uh, exploring for... They were basically blowing up mountains to look for resources to mine, but they end up blowing up a mountain, and then they find Santa Claus chained in there because it's the real Santa Claus that was like this demonic mountain beast. Can we can we talk can we talk about uh, about uh, uh, Krampus for a second? Krampus, the the other the off forgotten Christmas figure. Oh, oh Krampus. Krampus is awesome. <laughs> yes. Most people now know him from a, uh, I believe, a, it was a Family Guy or American Dad episode. Um, I don't American know. Dad. I know he was on a Christmas episode of Grimm. It, it was it was Venture Brothers. No, they, but I think they also did it in, like an American Dad. Um, mm. They did an episode as well. Um, I think most no, no, most no. Americans know him from the internet. No, literally on Venture Brothers, they had a whole episode where they were. It was their Christmas special. Mm-hmm. And all the people were having a, a, a Christmas party, and the Krampus showed up. Yeah, well, it looks like a Krampus com- is is a, is an comes from German speaking Alpine folklore. Mm-hmm. He was the uh, uh, he was the opposite to Sinterklaas. Yeah. So he was Sinterklaas and Krampus. Asshole, I will show up and switch him, and then take him to hell. Yeah, depending on which which version of the story, he would either just beat him yeah. through the street. Or throw him in a bag and take him straight to hell. Or eat him. Yeah. Sometimes they got eaten. Womp womp. Yeah. But yeah, basically... Yeah, like he was a... He was a pre-Christian alpine... Uh, basically a god for the... Whatever form of paganism they had in, in the Alps. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he was... Um, he was basically... He just basically followed in the wake of Sinterklaas and... Whoever Santa Claus didn't bring presents for, he shoved in a bag. Mm. I do either get cold. Beat him or took him to hell. Yep. Or sometimes both. Yeah. Here's 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 a, a 1900s greeting card that shows Krampus uh, uh, shoving children into a bag, and it says "Greetings from the Krampus." <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, speaking of greeting cards, I saw the funniest greeting card the other day. Uh, that I want, I want so bad. Uh, it was just like it's a picture of like a bunch of deers in a in a snowy field, and it's just like here's a perfectly non-denominational holiday card, and you open it up, it's like you heathen bastard. Oh, that, yeah, I saw oh, yeah, that. I saw that. I love that. I wanted that so much. <laughs> the card that I used to send out quite a bit it, it showed a um, it showed a rabbi with a menorah and Santa Claus holding hands, and you opened it up and it said Hap- have a happy whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that was my card. Um, so one of the one of my favorite traditions that I love to keep doing is I watch Muppet Christmas Carol every single year. Mm-hmm. Nice. Is it, that is my favorite version of the Christmas Carol. Has anyone else seen that? No, my you, favorite my favorite holiday movie is is Scrooged. That one's good. Oh, you know what my favorite holiday movie is? What? 
Die Hard. Yeah, that's a good that's one. Another. Certainly better what than Lethal you? Weapon. What about you, Ross? Favorite holiday um, movie? Very basically any of the versions of a Christmas Carol, naturally. Yeah. Um, also, um, it because it's it's become a new American tradition, so to speak. Um, a, a Christmas, a Christmas yes. story. Yeah. I need that lamp. Dry out, you'll shoot your eye out. Am I wrong in being so over that movie? It's ridiculous. Well, that's because they overplay it. Yeah. Like, does it need to be on a loop for 24 hours? No. You know, another station started doing that with Elf. I can't stand Elf because I hate Will Ferrell. Look, I'm sorry. Fragile will never not be playing to me. (laughs) But. There is is one, though. I, I, I can't believe I didn't think of it at the time. There is one, though, that takes precedence over, um, well, The Christmas Carol or. A Christmas story for me. A Charlie Brown Christmas. Ooh. I, 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 I watch it every single year. That has the single most annoying Christmas song that has ever been concocted on its soundtrack. It's like it's the song with like fifty like prepubescent children just going. <laughs> Like and they just don't stop forever. Okay, what what's your fa- guy's favorite Christmas song or holiday song? My favorite holiday song is. I hate them all. Yeah, you, know, you know what? The funniest one is Christmas shoes. My favorite my favorite Christmas song is the entire Motown Christmas album. Aww. Um, the Christmas shoes is the funniest. If you stop and actually listen to the lyrics of that song, they are unbelievably hilarious. Because the song, the song strongly implies that God murders a woman so that some poor schmo could understand the meaning of Christmas. Um, God murdered a lot of people to make people understand shit. Yeah, but like this is this was meant to be like Christian rock, so it's not supposed to be like. I've never actually heard it, so... Yeah, like, if you actually listen to it, the singer actually goes on to say just, like, basically, that I knew God had murdered that woman so that I could understand the meaning of Christmas. You should you should tack it on to the end of the podcast, and you can do it legally because you can use snippets from, uh, from a song if you're doing a review type thing. So we could say that it's simply a review. I, I could just actually just say, just go and, like, YouTube the Patton Oswald sketch of that song because that pretty much says everything in a nutshell <laughs> and it's much funnier than I'll ever be. Very nice. Um, so mine, I really like, I really like, um, for serious songs, I think I like All I Want for Christmas is You. And for... Can you hit the uh, high note? All I Want for Christmas is You. That's not even a little bit close to the high note. Like the high, the high note is at the end of the song where she goes like all dolphin. <laughs> is that where she does the thing with her hand? She no, she, she just does. like she enters like a new decibel of sound that cannot be heard by human hearing. <laughs> um, and I also and like. And suddenly, Jonathan starts speaking dolphin. <laughs> I 
I also like um, Santa Baby. Santa Baby's just an amazing song. It's a classic. The kit is the best Catwoman ever. Yes. It, yeah. Yes. I'm going to have to say that if you prefer any other version of Santa Baby, you are a heretic and you should be burned at the stake. Madonna did a version. Britney Spears did a version. Jessica Simpson did a version. Um, and they're all terrible. They're all terrible except for Eartha Kit. Santa Baby. Hurry down the chimney tonight. Because Madonna sounds like she always does. And... But I'm British. I really am. No, Eartha Kid's version of I Want to Be Evil is on my supervillain soundtrack. Eartha Kid's version of anything is on my soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Eartha Kid herself is, is just present in my life all the time. But, but, but Julie Newmar. Who? Fuck Julie Newmar. Who the fuck is Julie Newmar? She that was the first Catwoman. Oh. There were three Catwomen. There were like 16 in... Catwomen. No, there were three. Technically five. There was Julie Newmar, Eartha Kitt, and that other blonde bitch that I can't remember her name. Michelle then, Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, the Halle Berry. Halle Berry. And Anne Hathaway. Sang, uh, horrible and fucking... Uh, the movie about French people. Oh, that's I'm going to pretend that you did not just sleep on Anne Hathaway because she was the best singer of the bunch. And we're going to move on. Uh, before, before we move on, um, you and I are going to be good friends with quite a lot. She had the only musical number in the movie that did not make me feel embarrassed by comparison. Oh, she also was played by... Maggie Baird in in the beautiful Birds of Prey. If you guys remember Birds of Prey, la, 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 I remember la, la, that that la, show la, from like la, the WB la, la, like a thousand years ago. Huh. Yeah, Lee Merriweather. That was the other one. It doesn't exist. It didn't happen. It doesn't exist. Sadly, it happened. And if we have to acknowledge the Harry Halle Berry movie, we have to acknowledge Birds of Prey. And and of course, she's being played by Cameron Bicondova in the new Gotham show. Oh, she's awesome though. Yeah. If if I had to if I had to pick three three and a half or so um, of Christmas songs that <coughs> I always I still listen to um, for like like uh, the first one would be Adeste Fidelis, but in the Latin, not in the English, as "O Come All You Faithful." Um, it's probably my favorite religious Christmas song because it is a hymn. Um, there's, I just like the Latin. Uh, Latin's fun um, to sing. Yeah, TV tropes, ominous Latin chanting. Um, but yeah. Because um, it sounds like you're doing something important. It's like, Adeste fidelis le tu triumphante. And you're just like, oh. Yeah. Sounds like we're doing um, some stuff yeah, here. In nomine patri. In nomine patri de filios de santo spiritus. Amen. Um, my grandmother... As as I grew up, as I got older, she'd always remind me um, that um, when I was real little, and it was winter, and getting towards Christmas and snowy and icy out, um, if I was out with her walking, uh, I would repeatedly sing "Walking in a Winter Wonderland" over and over and over. Um, and my great aunt Margaret, uh, she uh, she always used to sing whenever it came on the radio. She listened to the radio constantly at home 
Um, she would always sing along with uh, uh, War Is Over, Happy Christmas by uh, John Lennon. Oh, the really depressing one. Yeah, um, and the sort of half on top of that, as an adult, um, a very scary solstice and an even scarier solstice by the H.P. Lovecraft Historical Society. All traditional Christmas carols that have been rewritten to be about the mythos. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm such a hipster anymore. I can't think of any holiday music that I don't enjoy unironically. Because <laughs> I enjoy <laughs> Christmas shoes ironically. I enjoy um, the Band-Aid, uh, Don't They Know It's Christmas Time at All. I enjoy that hilariously ironically. Hey, you want to my throat and food? <laughs> The thing is, I feel, I feel like I feel like I I of of the guys that are here, I win the hipster contest as much as I hate being labeled a hipster because every Christmas, all I can think is, they better give me cha-cha heels for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that gets you the hipster. I don't think that gets you the hipster badge of honor so much as the gay badge of honor. <laughs> Pretty much, I'll take it. No, because I, I love Yay. I love Band Aid because it's just so ridiculous. Because they make Africa kind of sound like Mordor. <laughs> um, they do know uh, at least in sub-Saharan Africa, most people are actually Christian. So yeah, that's what, that's one of the things that makes that song hilarious. <laughs> but it's just like the like, have you listened to the words of the the only bells they'll hear are the clanging chimes of doom? Like, did J.R.R. Tolkien write that song? Like, what the hell? You know, it's sad they just re-recorded it with modern artists. That is a terrible idea. Okay, the only the only same person that was in both the day of this conversation. My brain immediately went clang, clang, clang. Winter near doom. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's like it's, uh, some of the, some of the phrases are like the only like the only water falling is the falling of their tears like it's yeah. it's a terrible terrible song and it has absolutely no idea what it's talking about. Yeah, and the fact and the fact that of course there'll be no snow in Africa because most of Africa is in the southern hemisphere. Yeah, or in the or tropical or zone. <laughs> What is the line? There won't be snow in Africa this Christmas. The only yep. gift they'll get this year is is what is it? Life. Just like calm down, guys. If there's no yes. Africa, is because of fucking climate change. Kilimanjaro is bare. Yeah, it kind of is. It's, like it's, it's <laughs> not. It's it's not the center of hell. Yes, actually, a lot of Africa. Um, you know, the, watch yourself there was this. And watch yourself. Yeah, People Jonathan. from Africa are scared, are scared to come to the United States because of all the Ebola here. So, isn't there no longer any Ebola here? Okay, slightly dated joke. Um, slightly. <laughs> shush. It's not like I. Well, I could. I could have said something like about like swine flu or something that would have been even more dated so. or you could have said something about you know, SARS I suppose you know if Jonathan were a ginger I'd be going all fucking science punisher on him he's technically not even ginger he's lying to you I'm, I'm a ginger a ginger beard am I gonna be that guy and say a hipster would actually be referencing the Spanish influenza yes 
Probably. Jelinek threats the Spanish flu. I I I prefer I prefer uh I prefer the bubonic plague, so I'm old school. Mm-hmm. And we come right back around to the twelve plagues of Egypt. I prefer frogs myself. That is not at all related to Hanukkah or no, Christmas. No, but No, that's more the, Passover. Yeah, but yeah. there's the un, there is the underlying religiosity <laughs> of the various holidays that are occurring now. So Okay. Um, so we are running out of time for Bear Pile this week. Uh, so I'm going to go around, we're going to go around real quick and we're just going to say, uh, what is the one thing you are most looking forward to getting this holiday season? So let's start with Briz. Uh, actually, uh, my, my boyfriends gave me the best Christmas gift ever. Cause, uh. Was it a blowjob? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Huh? Blowjob? No, uh, they told me that they are going to, instead of me having to move to Kentucky, they're going to move to Baltimore. Woodward! What? That's the best gift. I think they're giving that gift to themselves. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and, uh, Ross, what about you? Um, honestly, I don't know what it is. Um, uh, one of my boyfriends, Nicholas, he... He sent something in the mail at the beginning of this week. Um, it hasn't gotten here yet. I have no idea what's in the package, but it'll be something. And it's probably going to get here maybe Monday or Tuesday-ish. Um, whatever that is, in addition to probably spending all of the next you know, several days, including pretty much the entirety of Christmas Day, messaging with my boyfriend, so that's going to be it. That, 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 would be, that would be the thing. Okay. Jonathan, what about you? Well, I think I already got my best Christmas present. I think Danny knows what it is. Sitting right there. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Ew. 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 It was it was it was that it was that gallon of vodka that, that we got. Oh. No, no, it was it was it was it was it was being able to be with my boyfriend for Christmas. That's Aww. the best person ever. It's so nice. Uh, and the audience has so much diabetes. <laughs> right here and plays World of Warcraft and ignores me. I love you both to death, but you're giving me diabetes. And it's... The audience asked for the D. They just didn't realize they meant diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're both adorable, and I'm going to die of diabetic shock. <laughs> That's because we're we're the most adorable people you know. Sure, we'll go with that. Um, what about you, Yeti? Um, I'm actually really simple this year because um, I got a boyfriend, and he has a dog. So technically, I have a dog by proxy. So um, this year, I just really want the Art of Asking by Amanda Palmer. Nice. You know, compared with us, that sounds pretty shallow. So you know what? You can go to right to hell. Well, <laughs> <laughs> call up Krampus, have him take you straight to hell. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Hell is full of sodomy. He'd like that too much. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There would be lots of penises and. No, I'm I'm taking him to like, um, pre-Christian oh. Norse hell, where he, he he'll have to go oh, to where the circle of like an a and an yeah, where you he'll have, have to, to like go to the circle of hell that's labeled Lilith Fair. Oh no, no, I mean like old Norse yeah. hell where he gets like buried in a, in like a, a walkway and his skull <laughs> becomes a paving stone. 
Thanks, Loki. And it looks like we have reached the end of our very holiday version of Bear Pile. I want to thank everybody for being here with me this evening. Thank you very much, Grizz and Ross. Thank you guys for being here with me today. And I want to extend uh, my usual thanks to my lovely co-host, Jonathan. Yes, and as usual, you can check out my webcomic at CodyTheCub.com or Facebook.com slash CodyTheCub. Excellent. Or Twitter at Cody Cub Comic. You everywhere. You blowing up right now. Yeah. Or on Tumblr at oh. Cody the Cub dot Tumblr dot You were just waiting you were just waiting for me to say something before you could throw another line at me. Anyway. Or Instagram. You can check it out at <laughs> And uh, I wanna thank you, Ross, for being here with us tonight. You're welcome, Yeti. And I, you're welcome. I, 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 myself do not have do not have anything to plug. Okay, okay. And I want to thank you, Grizz, for being here with us tonight. Hopefully, I'll be back. Yes, we always have room for more people to come back. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as always, you can find my current story, the Bad Moon Band, at badmoonband.tumblr.com where we are kind of on a slight hiatus for the holiday. I'm so busy I haven't had time to sit down and write. But uh, hopefully right after the holiday it should pick back up. So there will be plenty of things for you guys to read. It is a spooky, chilly story, so if you like The Christmas Carol, it should be right up your alley. Uh, Join us in a couple of weeks when we have something equally geeky and berry to talk about. But until then, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Ho, ho, ho. I'm surrounded by hoes, hoes, hoes. Felicia Tala, everybody. Y'all bitches need men off. <laughs> as as long as um, Feruza Bulk shows up to be my priestess. Mm-hmm. All right. Eliza Dushku. No, what? What does Elijah Dushku have to do with the craft? I just want her to be a priestess. I need you to to get outside, see the sun or something. Actually, I need the exact opposite of that. You get out too much. That's why you don't know the craft from Buffy. It's <laughs> like Eliza Dushku. Okay. Anyway. No, Eliza Dushku isn't from Buffy. She's from Bring It On. And watch her run away. <laughs> yeah. Actually, everyone from Bring It On is from Buffy. Hilariously enough. She's part, she's part of the Weedenverse. That's all that matters. Anyway. Um, Feruza Bulk has nothing to do with the Whedon verse. Well, what is the correlation between Feruza Bulk and Elijah Dusku? You said Buffy. Yeah, I said Buffy because you said, like, we were talking about the craft, and you suddenly brought up, uh, Elijah Dusku. Yes, I know. Anyway, anyway. I don't know what the craft is, so. Oh my god, Jonathan, you hurt my soul with every word out of your face. 